Welcome to a special Encore presentation of Compassion Radio. And first I'm going to say is if somebody's in a war setting, hiding in a bunker for their safety, you're not going to tell them to hurry up and get to the studios and make 10 more <laughs> yeah, programs. True. They chose to do this. Yeah. And sometimes we are almost begged, please let us continue. We are going to do this because we want to reach our people. Reaching into the unknown to find the God we know. This is Compassion Radio. Thanks for joining us today. On a previous program, we invited back Daniel Plett of Transworld Radio to give us a behind-the-curtain look at how the world's largest Christian radio network goes about producing programs in a war zone. Since the day Russia invaded, TWR has worked nonstop to keep the signal on the air throughout Eastern Europe and Western Asia. Why? Because millions are counting on them to bring the eternal story and truth to them each day. When millions were on the run and desperate for a lifeline, TWR was there to keep them company in their trial, to give hope and courage to those who needed it most. Daniel's back for part two of that conversation today. By the way, our Serve Ukraine project continues, and we've been able to send thousands of dollars in support to Christians in and around Ukraine as they care for all the displays that come their way. We can do that because you give to make it possible. Some of our friends who carried your gifts to the field have recently returned, and we'll have lots of updates on how the church continues to make miraculous inroads and multiply your gifts where they're needed most. So stay tuned through the month for those programs. And now to the rest of my conversation with Daniel Plett on how Ukrainian broadcasters continue to bring the good news to their countrymen in a time full of troubling and upsetting events. It is true, objectively, that the majority of mankind alive today have experienced one of those big five, some kind of medical, political, warfare, famine, or they've been basically shoved into a system where they have no freedom of expression. All these things are happening to a majority of mankind right now, which has suggested to a lot of people that democracy is on its heels and is shrinking in the world, which may be true, may not be true. But again, for us, it's coming back to the eternal things, the eternal word, the eternal message, and the eternal truth. And truth is a big thing for me right now because I'm so tired of hearing so many lies from coming from everybody who claims to be telling the truth. It seems to be our specialty now in the West. Again, I'll kind of revisit the idea of the foreigner from the outside who also grew up on the inside. You grew up on the mission field across the Caribbean, South America. You have a lot of roots here in America, but you spent your time in the past 20 or 30 years in Europe. You're a foreigner on the soil in some ways because of your heart and your experience. What's your perspective yourself on what's happening here in America? You use the word truth. I use the word authority. What is my authority? Hmm, There you go. And it's keeping things in priority. I value my country. I have chosen to keep my U.S. citizenship, even though I have right to force citizenships. I am thankful for it. I'm proud of it. But I'm much more proud of the citizenship in heaven. Mm. And I'm not going to compromise that one, whether it's U.S., another country, or anybody else. I'm not going to compromise my values. I will take whatever it is needed to meet with God's people. It means I have to wear a clown suit. Forget the mask. We need each other. You know, what price will I sell my soul for the price of Loving somebody else, 
when somebody here is sick and dying saying, I don't want to see that again. I lived in the hospital for six months with that. Or am I going to look at my feet and say, shoes, you can do this. Jesus, please help me. Yeah. And let's find what we know we can do right to spread his word and to comfort his people. And this was, in a small way, it was uncomfortable for our Ukrainian and European staff. We had to start a couple whole new ways of using media. Mm. They, on the spots, started adding videos and a lot of internet podcasts. Good. It didn't take anything from the other groups. Right. They got a whole new listening source and most of non-believers. Mm-hmm. And you're going to learn to express yourself and to love people differently. Yeah. So for me, every country I have lived in, you know, God's word is the same. How I apply it may be different. Which areas I may need to emphasize may be different. But you don't throw it away. Right. And you don't compromise. Yes, you bring some of who you are, but even more importantly, I hope I bring who I am in Christ. Yeah. Because I can only encourage you and give you hope for about five minutes. Mm. God can do it for a lot longer. Yeah, he has a lot of persistence. So let's really emphasize the eternal. And then we can still talk about the other stuff. It matters. Let's deal with what's eternal. All right, Daniel. So you managed to reconstitute your teams and decided, no, we're going to go in-country. When people say, get out of the country and beam it in from the outside from someplace you're safe, you decided that, no, where the story is happening, the story that needs to be told and observed is happening right here. This is the spiritual front lines. So where else should we be? Nowhere. This is it. You got them busy producing right where they are, and of course, it probably added a whole lot of uh, technical nightmares to you to make sure you get reliable signals and get the programs out and up to the satellites and back down again. And you said that the message itself has been evolving to things that are more practical and less esoteric and less theology and more practicum. Mm-hmm. I get all that. What else are you seeing has been shifting in the hearts of those who are involved with TWR there in Ukraine? What is God telling them or opening their hearts about? What are they talking about when they talk with you? There's a lot of thanks to God. Mm. And first I'm going to say is we couldn't tell them anything. If somebody's in a war setting, Mm -hmm. hiding in a bunker for their safety, you're not going to tell them to hurry up and get to the studios and make 10 more (laughs) programs. True. They chose to do this. Yeah. And sometimes we were almost begged, please let us continue. No, we don't have the programs quite in time yet. Repeat a couple and we're going to catch up. We are going to do this because we want to reach our people. Right. So. You know, it's a question for me. Who does God have for me to reach? And what's my excuse? Maybe I don't have an excuse and I'm doing it. That's great. But it is a question. What does God have for me to do today, tomorrow? And what is the message? Because that message is always about his son and salvation. But the way of communicating it may well change. Yeah, because you're not going to be preaching funeral sermons at a wedding. And it was also quite difficult. (laughs) As you said, the technical side, there's a period of about two months when a few of us were basically in permanent contact. If one of the others joined on the chat on whatever platform, everybody responded regardless of the day or night, because that might be their only chance to talk. And usually nobody had all the languages in common. Usually there were at least two languages involved mm-hmm. and somebody wasn't understanding one of them. But you give and you sacrifice a lot. Yeah. And that's good. You can't do all of it too long, but it's good. Yeah. Well, for your own sake, Daniel, I hope the, the war ends soon because you have put out a lot in the past few years. And I've seen the work of your hands. I've seen the respect you've received from your peers and the gratitude that's come from the audiences out there that have a chance to hear a message of hope, a real one, a real truthful hope, a hope with authority, as you said. 
that would not be there if not for God's people stepping up saying, we cannot abandon the people of Ukraine and for the Ukrainians, our own people, nor can we abandon the kingdom if we're in the kingdom. And the more we recognize that we're part of this kingdom and that we are born to this day and time for a reason, for such a time as this, this is the time that God gave us. Choosing to engage, to be involved, to pray, to actually ask God, what can I, what should I be doing today to advance your kingdom and to love people the way you want them loved and to help those who are binding up wounds or getting the word out? What can I do? It's just a practical thing. I mean, if we're really in this for the long game, we want to be there for eternity, why not be building for eternity? It's a pretty simple question. What are you getting out of all this personally? How is your faith growing? And what's the message God's been preaching to you saying, Daniel, pay attention? There are a lot of them. I bet. I'd say one is I wasn't afraid to tell my children who are home. I don't tell them everything, but I tell them a lot more than you might guess. Now they're in their teens, but they know God. They have seen God work in our family. And it's important that they see what God is going to do now. No matter how horrid it is, he is still a good, loving God. We use the verse a lot from Jeremiah that God has a plan and it's going to be good and it never fails. That was the same time he was telling they're going to 70 years of exile by the people that just killed their families and children. Yeah, well, we always start with, I know the plans I have for you. Then he told them to love them, plant vineyards, and bless the country in which you are. And we can do that there, so we can certainly do it here where we're not being persecuted. I dream and pray for that. That's my first lesson. The second lesson is pray for your people in persecution. Okay, pray for those people in persecution. Whether you know them or not. In your experience, you work with many countries where the persecution hasn't stopped just because the world's attention went to Ukraine. But even within Ukraine, there's a certain kind of persecution happening against anybody who would stand up for truth, anybody who would stay, remain in the gap for those who are suffering. They're cannon fodder as far as the enemy's concerned. You're able to talk to your kids because they've been through a lot of hurt. They've seen God restore you as a family, even when you lost your wife a few years ago. And they get it. God is good does not mean that everything is great. It means that God himself is revealing himself when things are at their worst. And therefore, you've got something that's incomparably of worth to you, even when you're suffering. So you have personal experience in this. And I would assume, too, that you're probably hearing much news coming out of Ukraine that you really can't, for operational purposes, talk with us about on the air. But I imagine you get a lot of up-close and personal reports about the kind of suffering and the results of warfare on those who serve and those they've lost along the way and the dangers they're in. So I'll ask you this. I know I can't ask specifics about what's happening with those who are in danger, but how do you pray for them? When you finish hearing a report from somebody who is in harm's way, that has chosen to stay there because they believe God has said, stay put and keep telling the truth, keep loving people. How do you pray for them that day? Sometimes I don't know how to pray. Mm. And so you just pray what Paul told people to pray for their brothers and sisters in distress. And you pray for them to stand strong. You pray for their hope. Just because we're standing strong in trial means we don't suffer deeply physically or psychologically. We're still in his presence. Yeah. Compassion Radio will continue to keep bringing you encouragement from the Word, inspiring stories from the front lines of faith, and awesome opportunities to make a difference for the kingdom around the world. But we need your help right now to continue doing just that. Please take a moment today to consider how you might help us to accomplish our unique media ministry and mission. 
Remember, friends, Compassion Radio is always a coalition of the willing. Are you willing to help get out God's good news stories of the kingdom really living the gospel in the 21st century? Oh, I hope so. Thank you, friends, for standing with Compassion Radio during these times of great change to our normal life. Of course, there's nothing normal about our situation, but there's also nothing normal about the kind of faith and power we find in Jesus. We have a very special giving opportunity for a special offering to the church in Ukraine. And I beg of you, send your best gift today to support the Christian family there. Just visit our website, CompassionRadio.com, or call our toll-free order line, 1-800-868-2478. Our mailing address is Compassion Radio, P.O. Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859. Reach out to us whatever way works for you. And now, back to our discussion. How do you pray for them? When you finish hearing a report from somebody who is in harm's way, that has chosen to stay there because they believe God has said stay put and keep telling the truth, keep loving people, how do you pray for them that day? Sometimes I don't know how to pray. Mm. And so you just pray what Paul told people to pray for their brothers and sisters in distress. And you pray for them to stand strong. You pray for their hope. Just because we're standing strong in trial means we don't suffer deeply physically or psychologically. We're still in his presence. Yeah. That's important to remember because I've challenged, I keep doing this, inviting people who hear these programs to step into the spiritual warfare, be part of it. Step in and expect God to do something and in your own heart too, to inspire in you the words that he wants to answer so badly and wants cooperation and partnership with his children in that process. I don't know why God even wants it, but he does. But he says, ask me. He says, if any man lacks wisdom, just ask of God, he'll give it. And that's not just about how to make a decision. Wisdom has to be about insight. If you don't get it, you don't understand what's going on, you can ask God to explain it to you. So give me a future here, friend. When you pray about and you think about your team in Ukraine and the rest of the TWR servants around the world that you serve every day, what is God telling you is coming? And I know he is. I know the things you and I have talked about over the past few years, you've opened up a lot about the things that are really stirring in your heart that seem kind of crazy. But you've also seen God confirm those things. So if you don't mind me being so bold to ask that, what do you believe God is saying is coming for the communication of the gospel, the Great Commission, the Great Commandment in action in this generation? I don't know a lot of specifics. I think we must be willing to communicate the gospel. And I think we have more opportunities now than ever. When radio was invented, yeah. a lot of Christians wouldn't use it because it's the prince of the power of the air yeah. in the Bible. Or a lot of Christians may struggle with some things on the internet because of the extreme evil hoaxes, porn right. that's found there. Our new internet or expanded internet audience in the Ukraine is mostly non-believers. So are we willing to speak to non-believers? Oh, I hope so. Well, I know, but sometimes we're out of the habit. That's true. And are we more addicted to our style of communication, or yeah. are we stuck on the communication of the truth itself? We have to change transmitting locations based on people's requests. For instance, we are now using shortwave again, which was unheard of, but people wanted to hear. We use a lot of AM because we can cover a whole country. But we've had to change locations based on either political pressure or on violence. And we've expanded in other areas where maybe we didn't have money or we couldn't do it ideally, but we chose to go ahead and start anyway because it was needed. So I don't know how to apply those. I think in my own daily life, you know, 
how am I going to communicate truth to somebody who doesn't know God from a turkey? You know? Yeah. And I still tell the truth. And how am I going to want to communicate that? I may have some favorite ways to do that, but I may need to relearn how I communicate his love and his hope. Yeah. Being willing to change if God leads you to it. If we're not growing, we're not doing anything in this business. I, I do too want to learn how to be wise and sharp as a serpent and innocent as a dove when it comes to seeing what the potential is, what the future is technologically, and that the eternal truths have new avenues to communicate through. There are all kinds of new things coming up that would have been sci-fi imagination even 20 years ago. But we'll have the ability to reach right to the very heart of someone's thoughts because of the tools they carry with them. And not just phones, but there are things that are coming along now about the way we expect to communicate with other human beings that are going to radically evolve in one generation. That doesn't mean that the old tools disappear. It simply means I think that we're expanding our understanding of what is possible to do in reaching the hearts and minds and lives of others and to build community, to build friendship, and to stand for those who have never had a champion before, never had a friend, certainly never had a friend outside their immediate location. So I'd say I'd have two responses to you. One is um, whether it's using certain apps that may be uncomfortable to us or platforms, we take that to God. Yes. You know, Peter was called to go to Cornelius, and that was very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and God lowered a sheet from heaven with things that were quite distasteful to eat. Yeah, to him, yes. And we have some things that way in our own lives. The other thing is that we can't do it alone. Nobody can do this alone. I can't think of a single initiative where we did it alone as an organization, alone with a certain denomination, alone with one person. It's a big world out there. And even in the Old Testament, the prophet said, what, am I the only one still being faithful? And God said, there are several thousand that I've hidden and kept yeah. safe. So let's work together while we can. Well, I'm hoping that the several thousand are not completely hidden that I'm speaking to you right now. That they'll speak up and join us in this kind of communicating, this sharing, this investment in the kingdom around the world. And Daniel, I thank you so much for being on the point of the spear here, bringing the gospel forward. You've lived it all your life, and you believe it. And God has obviously rewarded you, but he's also demanded a great price from you many times in your life. And both those things can coexist, the blessing and the cost. You are living a new chapter in life now, and soon I'm going to sit down with you and talk about the miracle that is your family today, and that'll be an exciting story to share as well. But I wanted to focus these programs specifically on what's happening with Ukraine. Sure. But go give me a couple closing thoughts. What's, what are the big messages that if you could sit down every single Christian in America today and say, this is what's important now, because I've seen it with my own eyes. I work with those who are involved with it. I've heard God speak to this. I've seen people respond to this. What is it that America really needs to hear? I don't know if I can say it. I can tell you two, three things that have come through to me. One is don't underestimate God. God has opened doors for us to use transmitting locations, outlets, things that are really not logical from governments and other countries and sources that this shouldn't be, but God said, I'm going to use. I'd say the second thing is we have a lot to do in the ministry of encouragement. It can be with our brothers and sisters who are suffering. Paul commands that. That's not a suggestion. Right. He also commands it from the church, fellowship of the believers. And I don't think we would go very wrong by looking at our mothers and fathers, children, sisters, and brothers. Encouragement, true hope, not nice words. Right. But real encouragement goes a long way. 
Anything else that comes to mind as being the message God is saying to you right now that we, as a culture, as a church in the West, need to pay attention to? I don't know if I have answers for sure, but I know God has forced me to rethink a lot what is really important to me. And it doesn't mean sometimes I leave something totally behind, but I may change the priority and make sure that my heart is really lined up on the North Star. And if you're going to be tacking your ship to be following the North Star, it means a lot of adjustments because the weather's going to change, Ben. And it has changed a lot for you in the days that we've been apart. I hope we get a chance to sit down in the living room again and actually visit before it's all said and done. But for right now, you are landing yourself in America. I guess you are kind of the spokesperson and the liaison for many of the partners you have around the world. You'll be spending a lot of your time between now and the winter connecting with those and reinforcing those relationships as much as you do with people you work with daily to get the message out around the world. But give me the stats quickly before we get away from you um, so that people understand the scope of what TWR does now, the number of countries, programs are out there, people's response, listenership, that kind of stuff. I can't give you countries. I can't even count hours per week anymore. (laughs) <laughs> but TWR is broadcasting in over 300 languages around the world. And in my case, we often will cover a country with a radio signal. Mm-hmm. The reason I can't count the hours is if I put a 15-minute podcast on, mm-hmm. how many people listen to how much of that for how long? There's really, in spite of the metrics, really hard to track. Yeah, it is. So do I count that I put up 15 minutes people listen to or a lot more? We can count listeners and people that respond, but how many of the people that listen to your program responded to you and how many programs you listen to have you responded i didn't even ask it was negative or positive <laughs> but i just know that is god's problem it's it our is. problem to be wise in how we use his resources and wise in learning science and technical things to do the best we can and i'm thankful for the responses he's given yeah i, I love hearing the stories when they come in to me too from our broadcast it seems to be like we're kind of in the plumbing business they go around the world and drop in water fountains in the parched places, the places that are most parched, and we invite people to come and take a drink. And if that word gets around and more people get to take a drink, we refreshed many, and we sustained some. We probably saved the lives of some others because God wanted it to be that way, that he used his kingdom, his people, to reach out and care for those who were at highest risk and most loved and most ready to receive the truth of how much God loves them, respond to it, and see their lives changed forever. I'm just glad that we get to be part of that. And Daniel, I thank you so much for the work you do. I pray that God sustains you and gives you great health and strength in the years to come. That he blesses all your kids as they're bolting out to the world to become next generation movers and shakers. And you and your wife now, as you decide what the next vision is for you as a family. So I'm grateful that you're here, and I look forward to hearing from you again real soon. Thank you, Bram. I enjoy hearing from you, and I enjoy being invited.
friends, we're focused right now on the current crisis in and around Ukraine. I personally met with dozens of refugees and kingdom workers who ran to the front lines of need and have selflessly given of themselves completely, thoroughly, and as I saw, to the point of indescribable exhaustion. I saw refugee and servant alike shiver in a vicious blizzard that struck the first week of March. They were very much alike in one important way. They were absolutely determined to survive this ordeal and to redeem what their lives have become. We need to follow their example. Will you help us today? We have blankets and food to buy, tanks to fill with gas, and medicine to help them survive the days ahead. This need is not going away anytime soon. Friends, really, we need you now to step up. Please give generously, even sacrificially, right away. I know that God will be pleased if we do. So call us today at 1-800-868-2478. Mail us at P.O. Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859, or give online at CompassionRadio.com. We need you, friend, so contact us today.